Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Average Joe Show number 43. Uh, don't forget to go to our website at AverageJoeShow.com. Our email, of course, is talk at AverageJoeShow.com. And if you're fortunate enough to get on Twitter when it's up, we're Average Joe Show, all one word. I'm Corey Shrett, located here in the Fortress of Solitude in northern New Jersey. And, of course, joining me as always is my friend over there in the Super Bowl capital of the world, Pittsburgh, Mr. Ward Miller. Hey, Ward. How's it going? Pretty good, Corey. And how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good there. Uh, did you uh, see any of the uh, game yesterday? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I was watching the uh, Sports Center um, clips, and they were showing, you know, them pulling out their six trophies for their six Super Bowl wins, and uh, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's pretty impressive, saying as we're the only ones that did it. Oh, la da We, yeah, do you own the team? It, it, being from Pittsburgh, and, and anybody that's listening knows this, that uh, it, once you're a Steeler fan, you're always a Steeler fan. You're part of the team. And the, the Rooney's just ooze camaraderie through the organization that makes you part of the the Pittsburgh Steelers. So yeah, I I am a member of the Steeler Nation. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that though. You got to be loyal to your team no matter where where you live or how well, good or over, how crappy there. You're over near uh Philly, right? Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm closer to uh Giant Stadium. Uh, okay. So I I was just wondering if you were just going to go check out Mike Vick. Kiss my ass. I I uh I don't want people from Philadelphia to, to say anything about us, but that is a very rowdy stadium. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, but my point is I don't think that the Philadelphia Eagles should have picked up Mike Vick. I, I think that, you know, he's a, he's going to end up being a stain on, on uh, the NFL. And uh, I, in one motion, I, I applaud uh, Goodell for uh, – Finding or for suspending Dante Stallworth for a year for committing murder, but yet he won't suspend Vic for a year for you know gambling and dog fighting. So I don't know. I don't. Let, know. Let, let's get on with the show. On with the show, and of course, joining us this week, uh, kind of scared because uh, she put me and Ward in our places last time uh, from her website Tangents with a J. Uh, people know her as Citizen X. She's also known as, more commonly, Barb. Uh, welcome to the show, Barb. Hello. Thank you. How's Glad it going? How's it going down there in Georgia? It's going pretty good. We had a cool day today. I think it stayed in the low 80s, so things are pretty good. No, that's pretty good there. Uh, looks like we got a pretty good show here. Uh, believe it or not, Barb has the first story. This was kind of a shock to me when she sent it to me yesterday about a uh, a legend, actually. Yes, I was wondering about that. I had just gotten it. Um, I think I had told you I was going to take one more swing through the Internet before I submitted my links, and I found this uh, quite quickly after it was posted. Uh, Guitar legend inventor Les Paul dies at age 94. Um, As far as the man himself, um, I don't even know if I want to blame the uh, female factor, uh, but I don't really know much about guitars. However... I do remember and know that Les Paul is a huge name in guitars. Uh, he was, uh, you know, a, a groundbreaking, futuristic developer as far as sound goes and what he wanted, and he uh, built guitars. So that's all I really know about him. Uh, but I did think that it was a big enough story. There would be others out there who would want to hear this discussed. Well, basically, uh, Les Paul, for all intents and purposes, invented the electric guitar. Right. I mean, and to, and his influence has gone from the 40s when he actually invented the first electric guitar. I mean, to Elvis Presley, the Beatles. Uh, I mean, Slash from Guns N' Roses. That's what he plays is a Les Paul guitar. Yes, and by choice. And by with choice, pride. because, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, because the sound of a Les Paul is just so 
warm and driving. I, I'm, I can't explain it. I, I got plenty of friends that play guitar, and the, the ones that get all fired up is when they get a Les Paul in their hand. Because they they are expensive. Les Pauls are not cheap guitars. And you know, when we were younger, we'd go and hang out at the um, music shops and whatnot. And the the guy used to j- get just go crazy because we'd come in and, and you know my buddy Timmy was always like, "Let me see the Les Paul." He's like, "You play it every week. You come in. What the hell's wrong with you? When when are you gonna buy it?" <laughs> well, we, we'll never be able to afford to buy it. So the only time we get to play it is when we come down here. But but that's what it is. I mean, it, it, the the Les Paul is the you know candy in the candy shop. The you know whatever you want to say, it's the top of the top of the mountain as far as guitars go. You know, there's guys that would only play Stratocasters or Telecasters, whatever. The Les Paul is the rock and roll guitar. He was the legend. There's nothing else you can say about the guy. I mean. Well- he, you're right about that. I mean, it's just amazing about this. And you know, there's another thing. This story said it, and I heard it that he invented multi-track recording. You know, so he was kind of a a tech guy too. Oh yeah, he's very techy. I mean, and and he doesn't get his geek props as much as he should because he invented the pickups the, that allowed for electric guitar for the sound, the hollow body. I mean, he did, and like you said, multi-track recording, and he was a, he was brilliant. He was way, way ahead of his time. And, you know, for, if you think about the stuff that he invented, you know, what, 40, 50 years ago, uh-huh. you know, the, 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 nobody's been able to improve on it. You know, they make a change to, you know, the, they'll change the body, but the pickups are still based off of the Les Paul design. You know, the, 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 the roots of the guitar, of the electric guitar belong to, Les Paul. Well, of course. Uh, and the, the funny thing is this story doesn't say it, but I read somewhere, and I have to look it up, is that Les Paul taught a five-year-old to play guitar, and that five-year-old's name was Steve Miller. Yeah. So Get think about – I, I, I kid you not. I'm going to have to find that information somewhere online. But believe it or not, I read that years and years ago that Steve Miller as a child was taught guitar by Les Paul. Now, now who could be a better guitar teacher than that? There None. Yeah, that's – wow. It's, it's hey. just – what? With Les Paul being the top top of the mountain, um, with me and maybe some of the other listeners not knowing much about guitars, who would you guys say would be like the top four, the top three guitar makers with Les Paul being at the top? Oof. Well, Les Paul was actually uh, had sold his design to Gibson. So Gibson guitars are up there. Gibson, uh, okay. Yeah, then after that I'd say uh, Fender with the, the Stratocaster and the Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, uh, are you just talking electric guitars? No, I mean pretty much. Okay, well then, yeah, Martin. uh, Martin's a great guitar. Um, What about Gibson? Since they they make the Les Paul, that's Gibson Les Paul now. Yeah, Gibson Gibson's the top of the line, right? You you know because they they have the the whole ensemble. The the Stratocaster and Telecaster, you know, from Fender are, you know, they're they're two arms of the same beast. Because the Telecaster has more of a countryish sound, and you'll see more country artists playing Telecasters, and whereas like Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck plays the Stratocaster. You know, he's the Stratocaster master. He's phenomenal. Stratocaster and, master. <laughs> yeah, and and that that's what he plays. And uh, so. That was pretty um, good. I mean, that 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 was pretty helpful because, like I said, I, some of those names also sounded familiar. The Fender did, uh, Gibson definitely did. I didn't know that they were part of the Les Paul family, so that's cool. Yeah, well, the Martins are are more of a uh, acoustic guitar, right? You know, and those are I, I like those. I like the sound of those very much. Yeah, they're very warm, uh, real really good sounding guitars. I could talk about music and equipment for a long time because I've been playing with. You know, I'm a drummer, so I, I've been around, you know, amplifiers and, you know, guitars and basses and you name it for more more time than I care to mention. But, yeah, it it, it really, you know, at least, you know, he, he lived a good long life. He lived on 94. He, he was a, a yeah. lot of people's hero 
I mean, not and and Corey pegged it. It wasn't just the fact that he could play the guitar, and he he was an accomplished artist. But the geek factor, I, I got to tip the hat to the geek factor, and you know, he he helped develop music and jazz, and oh, he he was just phenomenal. Yeah, I think one of the uh, the uh, articles, since I read a couple of them about his passing, stated that um, you can't go an hour in your life without hearing something that he did or that he had a part of or he built or you know what I mean. He was just such a a founder of what music is, as you said. Absolutely. He, he without that lot- sound, you know, we would not be able to have the progression that we've had today. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It, it's it's almost kind of like uh, Jefferson or Edison or one of the, you know, when, when you say who's a big innovator, everybody goes, oh, it had to be Edison. You know, Les Paul had a lot of innovations that he came up with, too. You know, I mean, and not to not to belittle, you know, Thomas Edison by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, the, it, not only uh, Les Paul, like George Westinghouse. There were there were some big time innovators that came out of this country that nobody really thinks about. You know, Westinghouse, it, you know, came up with alternating current, and and that's the reason you can get electricity to your house because prior to that everything was DC, so it, and it could only travel a, a certain length. Once you passed that length, it, you lost voltage. You know. Westinghouse figured out how to use alternating current and air brakes and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and I just wanted to show Barb that I could go off on a tangent and start with Les Paul and end up on something like See? air brakes. It's and, scary. Yeah. It, it's, it's the Barb factor. Well, it's she, now the Ward factor. She, well, she's, she's come on the show and injected tangents into my life and, and I'm, and I'm I, not really I, happy. I pick it. brains. It's what I do. Next story. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Well, one more thing. Henry Ford, you know, people say he invented the car, which of course he didn't, but he did invent, he did create the assembly line and I'm not looking this up. And he also created the charcoal briquette. Oh, really? Charcoal and he gave it, briquette. And he gave it to his, and he gave it to his friend, Mr. Kingsford. <laughs> That's not a joke, by the way. You can look that up that on the back. Is- Kingsford bag of charcoal, believe it or not. Oh, you read the bag. I read okay. the bag some years ago, and it's one of those things, you know, because he hung out with Edison and a couple other guys, too, like that. Okay. <laughs> Enough about tangents. Wait, hold on a second. I got to do my, my, one of my all-time favorite Henry Ford quotes. Okay, go. You can, you can have any color Model T as long as it's black. Yep. Love it. <laughs> it almost sounds like something Apple would say. You just don't want to change anything. This is what we're doing, and this is how they're going to look. Take yep, it or leave it. You, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough with that story. Ward's got a story now about a uh, uh, man making uh, reports on plane crashes. Yeah, apparently there there was this guy in uh, Colorado who called 911 and said that it, there was a plane that he was in a plane crash and that he was bleeding, blah, 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 blah. So of course, you know, dispatch, they dispatch fire trucks and ambulances and whatnot, because it's a plane crash. Well, when they get there, there's no plane crash. And apparently he didn't realize that they could track him with GPS because he called from a cell phone and they tracked his cell phone coordinates and found that he was just drunk sitting there making uh, 911 calls. So there they arrested him because he was visibly intoxicated. And they arrested him for false reporting. And uh, Saturday, the county advised uh, that it will seek to recover $30,000 from him. The cost, the total cost of the resources and fuel expended, was thirty grand. It said that. Uh, let's see. He said that as many as twelve passengers have been killed. A throng of emergency workers showed up, with as many as fifty people in eighteen vehicles responding. And it cost him thirty grand. It's going to cost him thirty grand. It should cost him thirty grand because that's just stupid. You wasting time and and effort and resources. It's it's ridiculous for being stupid. You know. You know. I mean, I I, I just can't stand people like this. That are, are, no, I don't don't use it, drinking as an excuse. Just 
you know, nine one one is is for emergencies only. You don't waste the dispatcher's time, you know, where yeah, someone it, else could be trying to call in and they're getting a busy signal. It's one thing to to drunk dial your you know girlfriend or something at two o'clock in the morning because you're hammered, and you know, but that's one thing. But to to call nine one one and say that there's a plane went down and twelve people are dead and you know blah 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 that's just wrong on every possible level. Well, you know, I mean, we've all, you know, we've all misdialed, but nine one one is kind of something. Yeah, you, you, you don't. Avoid. Yeah, you don't miss accidentally dial nine one one. Well, well, you can. I do know. I do know a, a person who who number they were dialing. It was a it was like a nine one area code or something like that. And it was long distance. So it was like nine one nine one two blah 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 whatever, and somehow they accidentally dialed nine one one first, and they realized it and they hung up, you know, instantly. Of course, the police were there anyway because you know the call. Yeah, connects. because you hung up on them. Yeah. Yeah, even though if you didn't, even if there was a tenth of a second, they got a they got a call. Period. And you know, and I know that the police have to go to every nine one one call that was reported. Absolutely, or they have to verify that there's a reason not to to go there. Right, which basically means they go there. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. they, unless they call back, which I don't think they, I don't think they ever do. I think they always send a police officer out. It, it, it's just, you know, it just pisses me off that it wastes my, wastes, you know, everyone's time because somebody else could be trying to call nine one one at that exact moment, and they're getting a busy signal because you got jerk offs like or, this guy making or, bullshit calls. Or not even that. You just scrambled fire departments, uh, ambulances, whatnot. Now, if there's an actual emergency where you need a, an ambulance and a, or the fire department or whatever, they're already diverted. Right. So you don't know where the next next set's going to come from. So, I mean, just the way they respond, you know, it, it may increase the, the length of time that you actually get a response to the actual fire or right. problem or whatever. You know, just because somebody wants to, to drink some beer and, and thinks it's funny to report stupid crap like that. Yeah, it, it it just pisses me off that people get this stupid nowadays and, and call nine one one. It's uh, well, the thing is, it, it's almost become uh, a point of it, it, people are allowed to use "I was drinking" as an excuse. You know, we were talking before the show about Dante Stallworth. You know, he's DUI. He drives over a guy and kills him, and does thirty days. Because he was drinking. He committed murder for all intents and I don't care how you'd say it. It's not vehicular manslaughter. It's not it's murder. You took somebody else's life because you weren't in control. He should have been he should have went to prison for fifteen years at least. For he committed murder. But the because he's a celebrity, he does thirty days. And you know, like I said, with Goodell, who came out and at least stepped up and said, "Okay, he's suspended for a year without pay," but he should he should have been in prison for fifteen years. You know, murder's murder. I don't care how you how you slice it and dice it. You know, all I was drinking. Well, you shouldn't have been drinking and driving, jackass. If you weren't drinking and driving, you wouldn't have killed nobody. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> Barbie, got anything to add to that? Um, I do kind of agree with you, Corey. I do feel that what he was doing was just really, really wrong. And um, you mentioned that he would get a busy signal worse. 911 has put into place hold music. They put you in a queue. And it's really sad. And when someone like this would call and let's say there's an actual emergency, you're right. You know, it's going to affect that person due to this person's stupidity. Um the only other thing I want to say is this is how true I am to what I'm saying. I got a gadget that uses my internet connection, and I hook it up to a phone, an actual phone, and I get phone service. But what caught me is that it does offer 911 service, which Skype doesn't. And one of, one of the things in the instructions says, you have 911 service, do not test it. And I didn't. You know, I could have, hey, I just want to check and make sure I'm hooking up this phone. A legitimate excuse to actually test 911, and I did not do it. So this guy really makes me mad. Well, let's just hope that device actually works when you need it. Or well, I mean, it's not the only thing we have, but it's, it, it was a surprise, to be honest with you. Most um, gadgets well, like this 
Well, to be honest with you, when you buy a cell phone, you're paying for that. You're paying for yeah. that one service. Oh, yeah. In fact, it, once you lose your service, a lot of the companies will allow you to keep that phone activated just for 911 only, free of charge. Well, I know that there's, there's places around Pittsburgh that will take your old cell phones and they give them to elderly people just for that fact. Yeah. That's... Just, just to dial 911. They can't dial yep. anything else. The SIM card's basically dead in the thing. But they can right. keep it charged and have it so that if they need to call 911, they have it in their pocket. Well, we yes. all, we've all heard the stories where you know a little kid gets a cell phone from his mom or dad that, that doesn't have service anymore. And you know he calls 911 or something like that. And it happens all the time. Yeah. What do you mean, on accident or? Well, just fooling around with the phone. You know, might, they might not know they're dialing nine one one, but the phone is deactivated, and the parents give it to the kid. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like as a toy. Yeah, yeah. as a toy. Here, play around. It's a toy, quote unquote, cell phone now. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's a little difference between that and you know when you call and you come up with this big long story about how this plane crash went down and there's twenty passengers that are killed and you're bleeding profusely and whatnot i yeah i mean it's ridiculous the guy made five calls on something like a major plane crash and you know well the thing is there's 18 vehicles that responded right that's 18 vehicles that could have been uh you know helping other people helping real people Mm -hmm. that were having actual problems you're right, and, and and you don't know, and you know they could have been far away too. And even if they found out it was fake, they'd have to get back to the actual emergency. And, and it's it's just idiotic. I hope the guy thirty thousand dollars, he's getting off easy. I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Well, speaking of uh, phone calls and stuff like that, in Phoenix, another related story here. There was a gentleman that finally got arrested for making, uh, supposedly making one hundred and fifty-two prank calls to the police dispatcher since May of 2008. He made these calls and reported everything from phony felonies, robbery, rape, and even murder. And they, the police finally um, finally took him into custody, and now he's potentially facing more than 100 felony charges. Good. Well, first of all, he made 152 calls in a year and a half, and How did they, they not track him in, uh, after he made the first one? Well, we were just talking about this. You know, I mean, the, the phones have GPS. Come on. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. No, Unless he was using, well, like... Well, no, it shows the stupidity of this unit, of this city that was dealing with them. Right? Well, right. Phoenix is a fairly they large... Kept, they kept responding to this guy, and they knew he had a history of doing this. They but, would still send all these people out. But here's the thing, though. He... He called he called these in, but he didn't necessarily say that it was at the same place every time. Yeah, and you and the thing is, and like Corey said, the, the police or whatever still have to respond, so they're going to have to oh, show up whether wait. or not he's there. He wasn't at the same place every time. No, but he could have said the accident was over on Main Street this time and on oh, well, South Main saying. Street. Yeah. He doesn't right. have to say it's, you know, I'm at my house. Here's where the murder is going on. I'm at my house. Here's where the That's what I was picturing when I was reading. I well, first realize. of all, then the police are really idiots there. Well, but. that's what I was saying. What idiots. I know. But, I mean, the fact that he made 152 calls in since May of 2008 just tells you the well, police need to get off their asses and, and stop this guy. Well, they did, didn't they? Yeah. But yeah. But a year 150, and a half later. 152 calls in a year and a half later? Come on. Yeah. Come on, that's ridiculous. I mean, and, and this is why, and I don't know how, how all the phones are. I mean, I don't know how well implemented E911 is, but that's why all these phones have to have, should have some sort of GPS device in them. I don't care whether it's an iPhone or a piece of crap uh, pay-per-minute phone that you buy at your local Walmart. They should all have some sort of GPS device in it that doesn't necessarily mean it has to work. I have one of those Walmart phones you were just talking about, and it does have GPS in it, so there you yeah, go. I Even think if- that there was a, a law after uh, 9-11 – that said all cell phones had to have a GPS in them. I, I want to say in two, it was either 2002 or 2003. From then on, all phones had a, all cell phones had to have a GPS, or a way of tracking the phone. Okay. okay, so you just made the point even better that these policemen need to get off their asses. This is Phoenix. They should, you know, they got to have the technology to track this guy down. Well, I mean, the, the other thing is, too, it, it doesn't say what he did. Did he call from, from pay phones? Did he call from, you know, it, we assume that he was either calling A from his house or B from his cell phone. This is true. But you, you don't know. I mean, he, he could, hey, buddy, can I borrow your phone? You know, whatever. He could be walking into a bar and just 
drop a couple, you know, drop a dime in a in its a, a uh, payphone. True. You know, there's there's nothing to say. You know, and the story doesn't say how he was doing it. But if if he wasn't reporting it to the same place, odds are he'd go by you know the bar on you know the corner of Main Street, call the cops and say, yeah, I'm on the corner of Main Street and there's a problem. Click, and then he walks you know a couple miles or whatever and says, hey, I'm in I'm on South Main Street and there's somebody being kidnapped. Click, you know, uh, the, the, he he might get off on on seeing all the pretty lights coming. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what his deal is, but like I said, the 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 story really doesn't tell you how he was cu- making the nine one one calls. So, and like I said, we all because of today's you know day and age, we all assume well he had to have a cell phone or he had to be doing it from his house. The this you know for him to be get getting away from getting away with it one hundred and fifty times, he had to be on a you know using pay phones or something like that because they can try he's in phoenix i'm in georgia okay i can't mm-hmm. find a pay phone <laughs> thank you life. i was just gonna so say that it's not well, a pay phone well we don't know that i mean because the, like i said the story doesn't okay, say that it was the same one because i bet you phoenix has about one or two it, the whole city of phoenix potentially i mean but what i'm saying is the story doesn't say so you you can't expect you know, I, I don't believe that they couldn't attract him to his house or to his cell phone. Not enough information to solve. Well, exactly. first, not enough information to solve. Well, right. well here, here's the thing. It says he was apparently very bored, so he made these calls. First of all, if he's making calls on payphones, does that mean he's just driving around aimlessly or is he walking? And most likely he's probably walking to these payphones. So they're not going to be in a, in a big area. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's too many variables here. Yeah, I mean, it, the the bottom line is he, he committed a felony and he should go to jail. And the the uh, you know shame on Phoenix for letting him get away with it 150 times. You know, or 100. What did he get? 152. 152 is what they're, they're okay. saying. Okay, then he he was 151 too many. Yeah, you're right. But I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, but then again, you know, I mean, if if it's a call, how much time are they going to go? And uh, try to track down this guy who made it this 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 one phony nine one one call. You know, I mean, well, one hundred fifty two of them. You have to make you have to know if it's the same guy. I mean, I don't I don't know. Oh, gotta Jesus Christ! Are they land in a fucking plane back here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not like planes land in my backyard here. Um, but yeah, here's the thing though. I mean, do they know it's the same guy calling every time? Is is there is there only one uh, switchboard in Phoenix? Because Phoenix is a large city, you know. We well, don't know. I mean, th- there's a possibility. I mean, how many times you got a call before you know you get the same person again? Um, you know, the, they record every conversation. Yeah, and all so, these calls are logged and tracked, and it it's not even that. It's just insane that that he did it for this long. But you know, you're right. You know, if he was called from different places, what makes me think is this. Um, how many calls did they not react to as quickly as they could because of this guy? Thinking, oh, it's this guy. Well, yeah. And, and here's the thing, though. We're figuring if he made 152 calls, let's say he did it on a payphone because that's the only way we could figure it out. If he did 152 calls on payphones, you know he didn't have 152 different payphones to use. You know, they figured he probably used the same payphone probably, what, ten, at least 10 times. I mean, that's what, 15 calls? Yeah. So you figure if that's going to happen, I mean, they could have put like an undercover cop by one of these payphones or something like that. Yeah. Or, or I mean, they. I mean, we use some some resources or something like that. But 152 calls, you want to get this son of a bitch off off the streets. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, but like you know, a cop could be sitting there 24 seven for how long before he comes back and uses that phone again? Well, and he wouldn't do it in front of a cop. Well, that's why you put an undercover cop there. You know, you get yeah. cop cars now that don't look like cop cars. You know, if he's over by the local Seven Eleven, you know, you can have a car parked, you know, the next next uh, parking lot next door or whatever. No one would know. No. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. I was reading down in some of the comments on this story, and there was one that actually said, "Poorly written, missing critical information. Why couldn't they catch him before? And how did they finally do it? Terrible journalism." Exactly. Yeah, I read that too. I was like, "Bravo!" Yeah. But I mean, it's the truth. They they don't say. You know, that he was using a payphone. They don't explain how that they caught him. You know, 
you know, was he using one of the, the, you know, Walmart throwaway phones where he'd do it, you know, he'd, he'd have a track phone or whatever for, you know, the, I'm, I'm almost out of minutes, call it in and then throw it in the garbage. Well, shit, you know how expensive that would be for 152 phones? Well, you, it doesn't say he was, wasn't rich. Well, he is pen- apparently retarded though, but yeah, but it doesn't say what the, the, uh, you know, I like know. I said, it, the, the, this is, and like I said, I agree. It's a truly poorly written story because there's nothing in it that says this is what happened. You know, this is how it happened. Yeah. We don't, we don't know. It, it, it It's just interesting to talk about it. You know, every so often you hear about these people that make prank phone calls and they, they get caught because they're just idiots and they did something stupid in the first place. Speaking Sakura, of, you better quit doing that. <laughs> oh, hell no. Hell no. I, I don't even dial the nine on my phone if I don't have to just to play it safe. Speaking of people doing stupid things, Ward has a very, very uh, entertaining story for us. Yeah, apparently there is this uh, 74-year-old woman, woman, excuse me, who lived in Denver. And it goes on to say that in the evening she liked to sit in front of her picture window and watch the bears amble towards her log cabin for dinner. And the bottom line is the conservationists and the game wardens and whatnot told her, don't feed the bears. You know, so she would put dog food, fruit, yogurt, you know, out in the yard for the bears to come and eat. Well, she was found dead in her home after being, wait for it, eaten by a bear. Yeah, but you read, you read the story. I'm reading on. It says, it's still unknown Saturday whether a bear killed her or whether one or more animals consumed part of her body after her death. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She was attacked and killed by a bear. Because she was, you know, once again. Hold on, it, hold on. Are you looking at the picture? Um, at the article, she had a steel fence surrounding her house, and she used to feed the bears through it. Yeah, she's totally The lady's of, insane. Yeah. There's a reason they say don't feed the bears. Oh, my God. Because and, you, Corey, you're, you're, I like what you pointed out, too, about, you know, they don't know if it was actually, you know, due to the bears or after the fact. So that was kind of creepy. Yeah, well, it could have been the, the bears got pissed because they didn't have any more food. Yeah, exactly. They came in the door go, hey, what's up? Where's my Where's my dinner? Well, what? one of the You're things dead. that they were saying in the article was that um, bears have a natural feel of fear of humans, and when you start to feed them, they lose that fear of humans, and that's when it, we encounter these types of things where they're trying to break into houses, and that was mentioned too. Yeah. Well, that's why you should never feed any wild animals. That's that's rule one: never feed them because they get comfortable around humans, and you don't want that. You definitely don't want that. But he, and here's the downside to it, and of course this this always happens. I'm, they had to kill two. To the bears, because the bears attacked a human. Well, the thing, and they don't. Let me let's stress that too. They don't know that the bears killed her. The bears could have found her dead, decomposing body and had a snack. Well, that's true too. But what animal would have killed her? I mean, unless unless she died of natural causes. She she could have had a heart attack. She has a heart attack. Drops on the floor. Yeah. The the bears come up. Go. Hey, where's my dinner? They cave the door in. She's laying on the floor dead. Snack time. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they killed her. No, it doesn't. But I'm going to go and, with And in fact, even the story. It doesn't mean that they were nice to her either. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, they shouldn't be. I don't know if they should be killed. You, you could actually charge them with, you know, mutilating a corpse or something. <laughs> yeah, but that's the downside too. These animals. They didn't do anything wrong. They're just, you know, following their instincts and stuff like that. And now they they got destroyed. Two bears got shot, and two others were captured and euthanized. It, it, because you see this: the two other bears that were euthanized in July because the caretaker at the cabin complained that they were too aggressive. So the well, bears that, were already aggressive in the first place. Well, they may have become aggressive because she was feeding them. I mean, it, it's a, it's the big chain of events. She was feeding them. They lost their fear of humans. So therefore, they'd come around humans. When they'd come around humans, the humans would try and scare them, and it would piss them off. And so, you know, they would become aggressive. I mean, it, it's just the natural order of things. Yeah, but you know, but you know what though, she she gets what she deserves, or she got what she deserves. <laughs> she, yeah, she. I mean, you seriously, you know, first of all, 
people don't realize, oh, let me feed a wild animal. That's cute. You know, Some people don't do that. But when they come out and tell her, please don't feed the bears, please don't feed the bears, and she keeps doing it, she got what she deserved. And they even did a – they call it a necrop, ne- necropsy. Necropsy? Autopsy? Necropsy. No, it's a necropsy on, on necropsy. bears. Necropsy, yep. Well, it's a necropsy on any animal actually. I, I did look that one thing up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I see. I knew. I had never heard of that word before. To me, like necrophilia and, I know. and autopsy. That's, what, that's yeah. why yeah. I looked it up. The well, same yeah, thing. It's, it's autopsy on, on the anatomy or something. But, but yeah, like, if, you, if, if you look at the article, it says they performed autopsy. Uh, they, they they cut the bear open, and with, it was inconclusive. So they don't know, you know, if the bear killed her or what. Well, yeah, it, it would have to be inconclusive because think about it. All right, if they found ingested uh, Donna parts in the bear, that doesn't mean he, that the bear killed her. That means the bear ate her. You could prove that the bear ate her. Title of the show: Ingested Donna Parts. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of snack time, but uh, <laughs> they got the senior discount. Yeah, I you know it it just it just shows there's stupid people out there. You know, I mean, I think we've all thrown you know thrown nuts out to the squirrels and whatnot, but uh, you know what? I I think both of you guys would agree. You see a bear out there, you're not going to even want to go near or even try to feed it in any way, shape, or form. No, when when I it was funny because when I was a kid, my dad took me and my brother to a movie, and he thought that it was going to be this like family type fun movie like uh grizzly adams right and it was called grizzly it it was about an 18 foot grizzly bear that killed and ate people ah the 70s weren't they a good decade yeah yeah oh the special effects were phenomenal because the 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 bear actually killed one guy by putting him in a bear hug and squeezing him until his stomach came out his mouth (laughs) and here I am, all of the ripe age of seven, going, whoa, that's gross. My brother's vomiting, so my dad's taking my brother to the bathroom, worried about nightmares and whatnot. And I just – that's probably one of the reasons that I'm so twisted now because at seven I was watching blood and gore movies where, you know, shit was dying. But it was funny because it, we're coming home and, and my dad's like apologizing to us. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I really didn't know that that movie was going to be bad, that bad. He says, I, I thought it was like Grizzly Adams. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. I'm looking it up. Grizzly came out in 1976, and it was made on a budget of $750,000, and it grossed more than $39 million that year. Well, they, they got their six bucks from us or whatever the hell it was. Wow, that's impressive. But wait, there's more. In 1983, a sequel, Grizzly 2, The Predator, was planned and shot, but never released and provided early roles for both Charlie Sheen and George Clooney. What? Yes, Charlie Sheen and George Clooney apparently was in the never-released Grizzly 2, The Predator. What year? 1983 was the sequel. Dang, Clooney in 83. I don't even imagine. I, I mean, the earliest roles I know him in was like Facts of Life. I didn't even know him then. I knew him in Roseanne. I didn't know him in Facts of just Life. Be, just before Roseanne, he did Facts of Life. That was like 87. Oh, I didn't watch those old Actually, ones. there oh, was – There's a show was, called ER. I saw – Yeah, ER. there was a show in oh, ER. No, 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 no. ER in That's, the 80s with Elliot Gould. ER. Oh. Yeah. It, it was a comedy. Yes, Elliot Gould was the main actor in that show. And the lady who's on uh, Two and a Half Men, as a matter of fact, is on there. The, yeah, Conchita, what's her name? Yeah, they're, they're, they're maid or whatever. I can't think of her. Bert, yeah. Berta. Berta. She was in that show too. Yeah, she was the head nurse or whatever. George Clooney was the janitor. I thought he was a doctor or something like that. No, he was a janitor, and, and Gould was the doctor. I remember the show. I do too. I have actually saw those shows back then. And and when when he came on, he was the only the only, I guess – well, he was star a star on ER that I'd seen before, you know, because, well, I'd, apparently I'd seen Anthony Edwards in Top Gun, but I didn't realize that was him because now he's freaking bald. Right. But, I didn't realize it was him either. Well, yeah, You're right. But, exactly. But, I had no idea that that was Goose. But other than that, I'm like, well, I remember him from that show. But like the, the whole cast other than that was people that I, well, other than Goose, were people that I'd never seen before. Juliana Margulies, uh, Noah Wiley. In fact, I'd seen Noah Wiley on Friends with George Clooney, and they played doctors. I think that was part of the hype. Right. That was like a quote-unquote crossover. It was like a crossover, but it really wasn't a crossover. Yeah, they weren't the same characters, but the two of them were together playing doctors on Friends. But, I mean, 
it's just amazing to to see you know you you see these guys now and go oh what what did I see them I know and, and it drives me crazy because I watch shows with my wife and we're like I know I've seen that where what was she in and it drives me crazy and I have to go and look it up what you, you know what's even anal okay. like well, you know what's even better, or and we've all done this, is you, is you watch a show where you're familiar with somebody. And, and a good example of this for me was watching Cheers. And Shelley Long, of course, was a regular on Cheers for the first six years. And then going back and watching an old episode of MASH from like the mid-70s that she was in and going, holy shit, that's Shelley Long. You know, like you've seen the yeah. episode 20 times before she was quote-unquote famous. Well, what's, the, the, what's that woman's name? She's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. Um, yeah, I, I don't know her name. You know, name? I don't know what Gwyneth Paltrow's mother's name is. Uh, 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 Blythe, da- Blythe Danner. Blythe Danner. Right. Yeah. She, well, she was in, in MASH too. And Ron Howard and, uh, Norm from Cheers. He mm-hmm. was in an episode, uh, cause for some reason the MASH runs like on for four or five hours every day. And every channel, yeah, yeah, and and I watch it because I'm a sucker for Mash. I, I I like the especially the older ones with Henry and Trapper. The the newer ones kind of got sort of political. The political, yeah. The last yeah. several years, when it started hitting the '80s, it was really bad there. But yeah, you're right though. But it, it it is funny going watching these shows where you know people that are famous now that might have been unknowns or or up and comers then, and you just blows your mind away. You're like, holy cow! I don't believe that you know so and so is on this show. Yeah. And you're right. And you're right. I forgot about ER when it came out in the '80s because I love to tell people that. Yeah, George Clooney was in ER. Oh, I know that. And I said, No, you don't, because you're thinking of that show from the '90s. Now I'm talking yeah. about the one in the '80s. And you're right. I forgot about that show. 1984, '85, I think it came out. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just remember seeing it because at that time I was in the military, and uh, you know, you, you you didn't have a lot to do other than watch TV or drink, and, <laughs> and so some days I'd give my liver a break and. Uh, I'd see stuff like that and wonder why I wasn't drinking. <laughs> well, you know, talking about TV now, as a matter of fact, going on in my story here, uh, Fox is going to have – is it Fox? Yeah, Fox is going to have this, this two-hour documentary coming on next on the 19th next week, and it's called Octomom, The Incredible Unseen Footage. Apparently, Fox hung out with Octomom. For, since January, since the birth of her octuplets, and they've got all this, you know, unseen footage and all this behind-the-scenes crap of her life since, you know, having the kids. Dear God, uh, uh, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, I'm I did stuttering. It. It's oh my God, I'm stuttering. Who cares? Exactly. You know, she she has 14 kids. She has enough for a football team and replacements. Thank you. You know. And, I just don't get it. What's the big deal? You know, her 15 minutes of fame are up. Get over it. Move on. And who cares? Well, here, here's the sad part about this. Is that Fox is actually airing this? Is Fox well, that desperate to show this shit? Of course Fox is. Fox has been doing reality shows and stupid crap for ages. I I, I don't doubt that Fox would do it. I, I doubt that, the, that they think that there's going to be any kind of interest in it. And, you know, uh, is it sweeps week or something? August? That's that's before anything comes on here. I think what it is is I think August is kind of the doldrums of shows because all your your uh, your, your you know, your fall shows don't start till September, October and all your summer shows like the shows that are on like TBS and USA. I think it's all starting to die out by then. So I think this is they're going to try to catch the ratings with nothing new being on. Yeah. And Fox always seems to have a later uh, season start. For some reason, they're always like uh, because the world Se- the World Series throws it off pretty much because usually they have the World Series on and that that happens in October and that throws everything off. Yeah. but Corey, you know, dude, seriously, I don't know what your fascination was. Whenever a story comes out about Octomom, it seems to make the show, and I'm a little get, get kind of concerned over here. Well, well, you know what's funny? You know what's funny though is um, we for the record, heard- I did not submit the story for Octomom. I know you did. I, I, I want Octomom to just go away. She needs to disappear. Well, well, here's the funny thing. Get- Go yeah. ahead. Well, I just—the fact that I was scanning stories this week and the word Octomom showed up, and I'm like, "Oh, this has to be done." It's been a few weeks since we talked about her. We got to talk about her again, dude. I think you have a filter for Octomom. Let's 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 look at the Octomom stories. Octomom and sex. There's two separate filters I have. Those are the stories I always get. 
Oh, All right. Anyway, moving on. But um, I just I want to give I want to give a little bit of an impression of of this girl that I have as as a female. Um, I, I got to go back a little bit and talk about a job I used to have with a market research company. I worked for an HMO. I would talk to patients of doctors, find out how long they had to wait in the in the waiting room, how was their service, a series of questions, a survey style, and it was all fine and great until I got to these damn fertility doctors and I had to talk to the patients of these fertility doctors and I and I talked to these women who who were upset that their insurance didn't cover anything they had to pay out of pocket for anything they paid thousands and thousands of dollars trying to have a child and these sob sob stories that just you didn't even ask for you had a few questions you know they just kind of came out and this girl really makes me think about this lady because uh, these ladies I should say that I that I had talked to on the job because what she is doing is is not right and and the and the doctors are blamed I think part of it to allow that many children to be in in vitro it's just it wasn't safe to begin with and there's so many mothers out there who want a child it's just sick to see something like this to someone like me I guess yeah, it is. I, I honestly think that the federal government or whoever, you know, the the state of California or whoever had to pay for this should go after the doctor and sue him, and, and sue him for for the burden that he put on society. You're right. You're right about that. I mean, this is just a waste of everybody's money. And yeah, well, the thing is, she, she's unemployed. Uh-huh. She, she's on welfare. You know, somebody that's unemployed and on welfare, how are they going to have 14 kids and support them? She's, you know, it, it, it's it's the perfect welfare situation. They She gets, you know, $400 per kid or whatever. I don't know what the, the plan is anymore. But she gets this, this set amount of money based on how many kids she got. So she's bought – you had done – well, we had done a story a couple months ago where she was looking for a house that started at a million bucks. Where was that going to cash going to come from? I'm sorry, but it goes back to how expensive fertility doctors are and that no insurance covers them. How did she even get that that surgery? And Through welfare. When you, when you, it, no, welfare did not pay for in vitro fertilization. I'm sorry. I, I'm hoping they didn't. So if she had the money for that, I mean, you had to find out where this one is. She's got a source or something. I don't know. You know, talk about the plastic surgery. I mean, this isn't just, there's so much that indicates that there's money coming from somewhere. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there is money coming from somewhere, but it all comes down to the doctor could have just said no. Yes. That's all, that's all it takes. The doctor could have said no. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try fertilization with eight eggs. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the procedure that was wrong. It's not even the eight eggs. It's the fact that she already had, she had six kids, six kids to start with. I know, but what I'm saying is that when they're doing the in virtual, and I'm not a MD, whatever, uh, what I'm saying is that when you do in virtual, you you put like between two and six eggs in. So why did she have all of these? She shouldn't have had any. It should have been zero. She already had six kids. There's no no reason to have any more children. I don't know. You know, you have six kids. You're a single mom. You're already living off the government's tit. You know that already. And you want you want more kids <laughs> and a doctor. Well, it's true. And a doctor yeah. is oh, going to no, yeah. put more eggs in you. You know, so you can have more kids. There's something wrong with this fucking doctor. And Medicaid was not paying for that. I, I don't. I don't believe it. There's no way. I don't know how else she could have afforded it. I don't know. Because, turkey, turkey baster? I don't know. Uh, well, she was unemployed at, at the time. You know, she went to a, a fertilization doctor. I, I have no idea. You know, th- these people scam the system. I, I mean, it, it's possible that it was a scam. I don't know. But it just doesn't make sense to me that that I'm having to pay. And, it, 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 and people should be outraged at this. Yes, and we're and, not watching this show. <laughs> but the thing Corey, is, oh, you're hell not allowed no. to watch. You can report on it, but you can't watch. No, but, no. but the thing is, so it, it's the same thing in, in the whole country. People don't look at it like, you know, they just say, well, she's an idiot. You know, they don't realize you're paying for that idiot. 
if you pay taxes and you have a job and you work, your money is going towards her insanity to her 16 kids and to, you know, buy her 16 kids a house. And here's the thing, though. There's nothing we can do about it. What are we going to do? Sue her? I think that the that the government sh- or the state of California, yeah, I think they should sue the fertilization doctor. Okay, you, that's the only way you can do. It. You can't go directly after her now because it's going to make the government look bad. Well, no, you go after you go after you the go, doctor. You go after the doctor because the doctor should have never. I mean, she's you know doesn't have the means to sustain the six kids she already has, and you're gonna and you're gonna fertilize her with another eight. And if she was fertilized with eight, she could have possibly been, you know, eight to 16. God only knows. Oh, yeah. We don't know. We really don't know there. I mean, unfortunately, all eight of them took and, you know, now she's got 14 kids. She's a single mother living off the government's system and and, and, and she's going to be on TV for two hours on Fox with the incredible unseen footage. What is so incredible about unseen footage? I don't give a shit. I don't want to see this ugly woman with her 14 kids. No. Nah. I mean, really, what, what, what could, what could there possibly be that's so exciting? You know, oh my God, all, all 18 yeah, of them start crying simultaneously. Sit back and watch the ratings. Watch. Uh, yeah. yeah. Th- there'll be some, uh, oh yeah. Th- there's so many people out there that are so engrossed yeah. with this ignorant crap. Well, you know, there was that, what, John and Kate plus eight show. And to me, that was boring as all hell. What the hell? We're going to watch with a single mom and her 14 Oh, wait. Kids. I've got something great. This is an insider story. Uh, one of the companies that, that we answer for is Discovery, which runs this show, right? Right. And we have a script put into place when someone calls in and complains about why are we still running this show? Why are we still airing it? And I just – I read that at the on the, uh, on the job intranet site, and I just laughed. I just thought that was hilarious that we had to have a script because so many calls were coming and complaining. It's uh, about what's that, that John and Kate plus eight? Because right. they're, they're not together anymore now. Well, they were, I don't know why they were complaining. I don't, I don't, oh. I'm not in that area of the business right now. So I don't know why they were complaining, but enough volume came in where we had to set up a script for what, to, what we need to say to these callers who are complaining about the show still being on air. <laughs> who gives a shit? If you don't like it, change the channel. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. I mean, that show to me was boring. I don't want to sit here for two hours and watch this woman and her fourteen kids. And well, no. I, I think for some reason, what, what's that? Well, for some reason, Fox has decided that they are the reality show network. In fact, they even opened up a Fox reality show network on cable, and and that's all they show twenty four hours a day is reality TV. Reality TV sucks. I, I I can't say nothing else about it. I mean, if if you actually watch those shows and don't think that that's crap scripted, you're a moron. Well, first of all, we could talk about reality TV for a week on end. Even and we know it is scripted. Even if it wasn't scripted, it's going to be scripted because there are cameras there, and you cannot act like yourself when there are cameras there because you know the yep. cameras are there. You're self-editing. Yep. You're self-editing. You know and I know that if we had to try to have a conversation like two normal people and there was a camera there with no script, we couldn't do it. We would be basically you know, having a little show for the, for the camera, for the audience. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's like Survivor. You know, they have all these camera guys and whatnot. And, oh, we're starving. Bullshit. You think them cameramen are starving? They got a sandwich in their pocket. <laughs> that reminds me of the episode of Family Guy when uh, they did a flashback and Peter was on Survivor and he's like, oh, we're going to starve. And he knocked over the set and you see prices right in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. It, it, it's crap. And for people to watch this this stuff and actually believe, you know, that this is going on. Yeah, we're, we're going to put you know, this big brother thing and we're going to have 75 cameras all through the house and we're going to watch everything. That's voyeuristic crap. You know, I'm going to watch people. Why can't I just watch myself live instead of watching other people just do stupid crap? The only way you could do true reality would be basically you go into somebody's house. You put all the hidden cameras in their house without them knowing about it, and you watch that. But here's the sad fact. 
Reality sucks. Okay, plain and simple. If if you know what we're doing right now is not the most exciting thing for people to watch on TV. That's why they have to script reality TV. Yeah, to make it interesting. Yeah. Oh, we got to get a conflict between person A and person B. Okay, uh, let's throw in a boyfriend and you hate each other. Oh, you're a homosexual? Oh, let's get a homophobe. Quick, quick. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And Survivor wasn't so bad the first one. But every every reality show has gotten worse and worse since you know since 2000. Believe it or not, that's only been nine years since Survivor came out. You know, and they're just getting worse and worse. And they're trying to make each show more outlandish than the last show that's been released. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, you know, that they're predominantly like for whatever reason, Fox has just gravitated towards us, and and made one after another after another after another, and and they're they're just getting to the point where they're painful. Well, you know. what I think it is is – what I think with Fox is is they can't get enough good content on the air, so they just use these reality shows as filler. You know. Well, the, the thing that, that I don't understand, and, and I, I really need somebody to explain this to me, is NBC produces House. Right. Which is shown on Fox. Mm-hmm. NBC produced Medium which is now shown on CBS. Uh-huh. I don't understand this cross-pollination. It used to be that if a network develops something, you know, for example, we'll say uh, House. NBC develops House. Why would NBC not air House? Well, well, you know, one of the two things I could think of is maybe they developed this they, – they they back this show, but it's not a show that they feel is appropriate for their network. You know, maybe they don't think it's NBC type of material. I don't know, honestly. Or the other side of the coin, and here's where I'm thinking of it is I don't know when House is on. Is that like Monday nights at like nine o'clock? I, I don't even know. It's been off. Uh, yeah, nine eight. Okay. In so there. are you so, talking about syndication going no, to another no, no, network? No, 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 no. We're talking first run episodes. House is an NBC production show. The watch, show on Fox. Watch the, the Fox. watch the closing credits. Bad Hat Harry, NBC Productions, and it's it's you see that in every episode. It's, it's an NBC show. What I'm thinking is if if, if House is on nine o'clock on Monday nights. Here's here's NBC's philosophy. Well, we have a show on Monday night nine o'clock. Well, you know if we can't get people to watch our network, maybe they can watch House on Fox. You know they they have two networks now with the same t- same time slot. You know, uh, I don't know, maybe a little, you know, I don't know, because I'm sure that they get a cut of whatever house makes. Oh, they probably get a big cut of it. Yeah, but not knowing what the deal is, I'm not going to say that that's what it is. But and then uh, somehow or another, USA is part of that deal. USA is part of NBC. Oh, is it? Yes. If you ever because, if, if, because you, if you watch house on on Monday during the regular season when house is on, you watch house Monday night, the following Friday night. When it's on uh, on USA, it's the, that same version, right? And, and, and you know, you know it's how, not actually syndication, no, because it usually syndication are a year or so behind. It's like a quote unquote encore presentation, basically, is what you'd want to call it, I guess, you know, or or repeat. But yeah, but if you notice when uh, when Earth Day, Earth Month comes around, and NBC takes their little bug and little you know their little uh, um, peacock and they make it green, USA is also green. It's the same network. I didn't know that. And uh, I think Sci-Fi is under there too. Siffy. I think Siffy's under that. But um, yeah, they just changed their name. Okay, you're sound. You're getting sound, starting to sound like crap there, Ward. I don't know where you're going. Getting all staticky on us. Uh, am I still staticky? Yeah, you are. You you sound like a you sound like a telephone now. Hmm, that's really odd. I haven't moved. All right, you might have to adjust your thing, but I'll, I'll keep talking when you adjust it. But anyway, you know the um uh. Yeah, well, I'm thinking with the the main thing is is maybe not right now, but maybe like my Barb was kind of hinting at, maybe syndication rights. When that show gets, you know, goes into syndication or is in syndication, Fox probably doesn't get a, a, a big percentage of the 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 royalties from that show. I bet you NBC gets a bigger chunk of it because it's their show. It's not Fox's show, since Fox is the one airing it, not producing the show. That's yeah, fun. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's probably the way it's going to go. You know, right now. Right now, NBC might not be making shit on this show. But if they're showing it on two stations right now, who's going to want to watch it in syndication? 
But then again, who wants to own Seinfeld on DVD and it's on 400 networks? Oh, but Seinfeld. Seinfeld breaks all the rules. Everybody loves Seinfeld. Well, the thing is, too, uh, for a long time, USA has been running um, like house marathons. You know, for just a whole weekend, like the weekend of nothing but house. Well, maybe that's the way it works. Maybe Fox gets the first runs in the first first season of it, but once it goes into reruns, Fox loses all rights to the show, and NBC can do whatever they want and sell to whoever they want to. I don't know how it works out, but I bet you, I bet you in the long run, I bet you first run, you know, Fox is making most of the money, but I think when it goes to syndication and to DVD releases, I think NBC is making the bigger chunk. All right. Well, going back to the story, tell the truth. You're you're going to DVR this, right? Oh. For the record, I do not have a DVR, and no, I'm not going to download this online. This, and I am not going to watch Fox on August. He's going to watch it live. <laughs> oh my! He's going to set up the VCR, oh. light some candles, and <laughs> the lotion nearby. Okay, yeah. you know Barb. You know Barb. Dan- dance around the Octo Mom. He has a little Octo Mom dance he does. <laughs> There's an Octo Mom dance. That's right. Yeah. Just kidding. Octo Mom, you're so hot. Show me everything you got. Yeah. Okay, Ward. You need to get out on your on your days off. You're, you're scaring me a little bit there. Okay, last story of the night is a sex story. And believe it or not, I didn't come up with a sex story this week, but it was no other, no one else than Barb that actually found this story for us. I think the last thing I just said was lotion. So it doesn't like how this all ties in nicely. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, poor Minnie Mouse. I feel so bad for her. She was groped. She was groped. The saddest thing, I think, is it took a jury to convict Mr. John William Moyer um, of wrongdoings against Minnie Mouse at Disney. Um, he was convicted of misdemeanor battery. Well, this incident happened back in June, and it took a jury to decide. I don't. I, that, that bored me. He's also, as a side note, banned from any. Disney resort or park. So there you go. To be banned from Disney. He still claims innocence. What do you guys think? <laughs> Nobody go first. Come on. You you guys want to grow up Benny and you're on you're on his no, side. The thing is, it's just twisted on every possible level. I mean, did, I, I kind of wonder if he even realized that there was somebody in the suit. You know, or if he was actually you know, I've been fantasizing about Minnie Mouse for many, many years, and I figured I'd have my shot at her. You know, I, I don't. Or did he, did he know the woman that was in the Minnie Mouse costume? It doesn't say. It never says. Well, well, he's from Pennsylvania, well, so and he went to Walt Disney World, so I don't think he knew her. People travel. He could have had a niece playing Minnie. Although, why he's filling up his niece? Hey, but it doesn't. It doesn't wow. say. <laughs> But wow, Barb just took out right in the toilet. Worse. Made but it even worse. Yes, well, you're you're in Georgia, so it's probably normal there for you guys. But Ouch. I wasn't raised here, but continue. Yes, okay, I can tell. But anyway, it, it has the girl's name in, in the story, but it doesn't say she's related to him or she knows him or anything. I, I just think this was a horny old guy trying to feel up a, a young girl. But there's so much padding in those suits, well, that's aren't the there? Thing. That's the thing I was thinking. I mean, he must have had a really... Try hard to get a hold of her, you know? My my question is, how would you know that it's a chick? Well, that was my thing, exactly, too. Exactly, exactly. So I think he's innocent. How could he know? Well, no, he still he still groped somebody, whether it's a male or a female. I mean, he would have groped Never me. Never had so much as a parking ticket, and he's 60. You can't say that. I can't say that. And Corey can't say that. No, but I can say that... Uh, if this 60-year-old guy groped me, I would have knocked him on his ass. Well, I think she did. I think she did. She, well, she pushed then, him down. She should have pushed him down and kicked him a couple times with them big floppy feet and then left it at that. I mean – And you're saying that nobody saw this. I mean come on. Could you imagine the damage that does to a kid? I mean no, <laughs> nobody's sorry? even – Nobody's even thinking about this. You imagine All what right. damage it would do to a kid seeing a that? kid. Oh, Minnie Mouse pushing down an no, old no, man? Yeah, no, well, yeah, no. The, the, the whole scene. Somebody coming up, feeling up Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse slapping him in the mouth. Them going down. Minnie Mouse putting the boots to him, saying, this guy groped me. What's that going to do to a kid? Kid's going to be all, all crazy. It's got a new thing. superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Can you put on this cape for me? 
<laughs> I, I just I don't know. I mean, it's just there's sick people out there. And you know, there are people out there and I don't know the name of it that wear animal suits to have sex. There's Furbies. a Is that what it is? They're Furbies. Okay, it is Furbies. I was thinking it was Furbies, but I wasn't sure. Maybe this is just one of those sickos like that. Okay, okay. So let's just let's just end this on a on a, a weird ass note. Basically saying sick old man needs to go find himself a hooker instead of feeling up a mouse. Yeah. Okay, that about wraps this week's show up. I want to thank, of course, Ward for being here again this week. And Ward, where can we find you online? You can find me at iboughtamac.com, and the name of the show is Max in Life. And you're recording a new episode tomorrow? Yes, I am. Uh, what are you going to be talking about tomorrow? I have no idea. All right, that's the way to do a show. Just, you know, just wing it. And, of course, you can find Barb, also known as Citizen X. Where can they find you? At T-A-N-J-E-N-T-S dot com, Tangents dot com. Also on Twitter, but Tangents dot com is all spelled out. Yes, Tangents, D-O-T-C-O-M, and t- on Twitter. If I follow her, and uh, I harass her all the time when to get her to get her show notes to us <laughs> and in an hourly fashion, and she actually beats me to the punch. Yes, that was great. I was epic. You were it like, was. where are they? I'm like, I mean, I seriously, you, you must have hit send, and I just was ready to tweet. Because she's like, oh, I got a few things to do. I said, okay, if you get them to me by 9, that's fine. 9 o'clock, I'm sending her a tweet. Also, I like hit send, and I look, and I'm like, fuck, it's in my box. I'm like, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, okay, don't yell at me. Yep, and I said, what did I say? I said, blame your ISP. I, 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 I backtracked as fast as I could. There's no way, no way I didn't see that. <laughs> that was great, that was great. So I want to thank them for being here. If anyone else out there wants to be a guest host, go to averagejoeshow.com slash guest for details. It's real simple. Got a lot of people out there that are interested, but they're kind of afraid. I told them there's nothing to be afraid about. Just pick out stories you want to talk about and just sit here for an hour and shoot the shit with us. That's all we do. It's real simple, you know? It's, it's just like being on the phone with a couple of crazy guys. <laughs> is that right, Ward? It's exactly like that, actually. That's what it is. It's just, it's just we kick back and have fun. It sounds, you know, people are oh, my God, it's, a, it's so tough to No, it's not tough to do. Come on. We've been doing this for 43 episodes now. This is easy. Ward does two other podcasts. Come on. This is easy. This, Come on, get your feet wet. Do it the wet. first time, you'll realize how easy it is. It's very easy. It's very addictive. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming to the show tonight. And, of course, we're at AverageJoeShow.com. And you leave comments there. You can also uh, email us at talk at AverageJoeShow.com. And uh, don't forget to check out our website. We've got all the links to everything we talked about this week. You can download the episodes, get the feeds, listen right on the website. Uh, you can even help donate, help us out here. Uh, everything's on the website, so go check it out. And I um, want to thank everyone for using a little bit of their bandwidth to download this week's episode. And uh, hope you come back again next week. And until then, have a good one. Mm-hmm.